Hello and thank you for joining us today at Distracted by Life. Our podcast is all about making change within yourself and your relationships. We share conversations, stories, and explore ideas coming from our lifelong journey of the high points and especially the low points where we learn to face our fears or cope with pain, loss, and failure. We do this in a discovery quest to establish patterns around our past and understanding whether we are tripping up from our past or being held hostage by it. We work on identifying ways to move forward, aligning our core values, and unlocking the keys to self-awareness, self-acceptance, self-compassion, and letting go of what is not serving you positively in life. A better you is always there, ready to explore in a new world. So let's begin. When we avoid feeling what we feel, it tends to dampen all emotions. Anger, anger is a hot emotion. It's intense. It makes us want to take action, to lash out, to react with violence. It can feel dangerous to feel our anger. So many of us don't. We avoid it at all costs, swallowing our emotions, holding back, and pasting a peaceful face over the bubbling rage going on inside. In today's episode, we're going to unpack toxic anger versus the healing anger. Hi, Mal, and welcome. Hello, Dan. Glad to be here as always. I have to say, I am all too familiar with both toxic and healing anger. We all are for sure, but some of us can recognize it really well, especially if we are so caught up with it and distracted by the intents of the emotion and in the sense that we al- would allowing it to be all-consuming. Um, and I'm actually totally speaking from experience here. Reacting with anger is, of course, not wise. Some would even say it's dangerous. So if you swallow it down, many of us think of anger as toxic, poisonous emotion that, that make us sick. Understandably, being around people who express a lot of anger with violence can feel toxic too. It stresses us out and we don't want to be around that, nor do we want to be that. So every emotion, however, has a power, right? And every every emotion has a meaning. And when we avoid feeling what we feel, it tends to dampen all emotions. It's certainly toxic to express our anger without a thought. Acting out with with cruelty, being mean, or pettiness. But it's also toxic to swallow that anger down. And sometimes depression is a man- manifestation of swallowed anger. Okay, so what should we do with our anger then? If, if we still have to feel it, that I, what do we do with it? Yeah, people don't realize that you do have to feel the anger to let it go and release it. And according to research and therapists and psychotherapists and Um, psychologists and mindfulness practices first we need to feel it the practice of mindfulness is in large part of um, uh, part about creating spaces where we can feel with an attitude of compassion we start to understand that there is a distance between what we feel on the inside and what we choose to do with those feelings when we don't allow ourselves to feel what we feel or pretend that what we feel isn't happening, we are much more likely to mindlessly act out. That then becomes toxic. It can help to shift our perspective around the experience of anger. Rather than saying, I'm angry, which it's, a, a, um, it's actually 
those my famous words, I usually say I'm angry when I am angry, which implies that we are, we are fully embodying the spirit of anger. We can say I'm feeling some anger right now. The shift and reframing of the words we're using and the, and, and the perspective. That help us acknowledge anger as one of the multitude of emotions or a thing that we, we could be feeling. And that it's almost certainly won't last. It helps us to honor our anger without becoming it. So we must learn to honor the power of our anger. Anger is almost always trying to protect us or someone else from something. It comes up in situation of injustice. When we see something that we know it's not okay and it gets us angry. Um, when we feel it in our own behalf, we may discover that a need is not being met or that a boundary has been crossed. Sounds all too familiar, right? Anger help us where the line is between ourselves ourselves and everyone else. It tells us about justice, uh, our self-esteem and, and our own vulnerabilities. Sometimes anger protects us from our own fear. It gives us the courage to stand up for ourselves and push someone away who is not treating us right. Sometimes it protects us from our grief. It pushes away anyone offering us the softness that might allow the well of sadness to arise. Anger is a natural part of the mourning process. Okay, that I understand. But how do we action this? How do I manifest this? Well, when anger arises, it's trying to tell us something important. We actually must take it as an indication to pause, slow down, and reflect on what's going on for us. Instead of reacting, that's what we need to do. And I know initially at the first sight of something, injustice or a boundary being crossed, at first it's very hard to practice that let's pause, slow down. Yes, but that comes with practice over time. And mindfulness does help that because practicing mindfulness, it creates that space that I mentioned earlier between what you're feeling from the inside and what's happening around us. The more you practice mindfulness, uh, you, you get good at actually acknowledging the anger and the manifestation in your in your body, those physical manifestation of anger in your body, where you recognize it as a cue for you to, you really need to slow down and pause. As long as you are uh, acting in nonviolent way and, and trying to uh, process your feeling, it could look like taking time to meditate, as I mentioned, going for a walk alone or getting physical. So let's say um, run or a swim to get rid of the negative energy in your body. Talking to a friend, journaling also helps some people like to journal. It does help to put their feeling down in a piece of paper. Write a letter. How many times have you heard this? I heard it many times. People say, you know, it really helps me to write a letter and to whom, uh, to, to whomever angered you, explaining how you feel. This exercise works best when you decide beforehand whether or not you will actually really send that message. If you know you will, then you can practice describing your pain per, uh, persuasively and concisely because who reads long, letter, long things anymore anyway? And maybe, maybe diplomatically, by con- 
trust, knowing you will never send it, lets you write as cathartically as and widely as you like because you know you're not sending this letter. So you can dump all your feelings and emotions in that letter. Fantasize, actually. Imagine speaking your mind. Imagine a whole scenario in which you stand up, fight back, take your power back. I picture myself lecturing my torments and telling them off in my mind many times. Uh, thoughts are, aren't actions. You, so this exercise is harmless. You're just picturing you're telling someone off in your own mind in however colorful way you want to do it. Turning anger into art. A lot of people express their anger and their sadness in art. Like songwriters, singers, people write, you know, you write a story, write a song, a screenplay, a script, even a book. Um, telling the story of your anger or what happened to you literally or, uh, uh, you know, or paint or draw, sculpt or craft the incident. Anything that you can express in art, um, it's very cathartic and it helps you. Or just doing anything that counts as creative, as creatively to you and not aiming to express your outrage as such, but letting it transform into something else. Anger can be a brilliant muse. For me, I, I always find myself, I express in writing my blogs. A lot of my thoughts and my feelings and learning and experiences, whether good, bad, um, new, new perspective, I find that the best way I can voice my voice without being tuned out, shut down, is through my blogs and sometimes also um, when I write my books. On the other hand, when we find that we need to communicate our needs or boundaries to someone else, we can choose to do it in, in kindness and compassion. We can communicate in, in this way. We can actually bring people closer to us and help them get to know us better when we are communicating in kindness and compassionate way. When we allow ourselves to feel our anger and take it as an opportunity to slow down and feel rather than act out, our anger isn't toxic at all. It's healing. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you found this discussion helpful and provided you with new insights. That's all I have for today. Until next time, you make the journey worthwhile. Back to you, Dan. Thanks, Amal. And thank you very much for joining us here at Distracted by Life. If you're interested to learn more, check out our other podcasts, of course, or hop online to Amal's website at amalcandido.com where she talks about her coaching world covering life, leadership, and mindfulness, including links to popular podcasts and to her books as well. With that said, stay tuned for our next episode. From Mala and myself, thanks again, and talk to you soon.